changing your attitude about exercise and fitness. Are you tired of spinning your wheels, running in circles, trying to make progress with your career in entertainment and the arts? Well, this is the podcast that will change your life. Each week, we'll share strategies and techniques you can use to achieve more by working better and more effectively so you can reach your goals faster without having to work harder. Hi, I'm Gordon Firemark, and this is More Better Faster. Welcome back to another episode, and I am Gordon, your host. I'm a lawyer, a teacher, an entrepreneur, and a coach. And, you know, in my coaching, I encourage my clients to push their limits, to step outside the comfort zone and take bold action that feels risky. Because without risk, there can be no reward. And I've got to tell you, with this episode and the next few episodes, I am following my own advice, drinking my own Kool-Aid. It's something I've been thinking about for quite some time. But I haven't done it because it feels really risky. I could really embarrass myself. But rewards follow risks, so I'm going for it. I am starting a short series about health and fitness. This month, each episode, this is the month of September. Today is actually August 31st. But for the month of September, each episode will be about an aspect of health and fitness. And then each succeeding month on the last week of the month, for the foreseeable future, I'm going to be reporting my own personal progress. So if I don't get some results, if I don't stick with it, if I let myself slide, I could be pretty embarrassed. I'd lose my credibility with you. <laughs> so there's a lot at stake here uh, for me. And you are going to be my accountability partner. So this could be really interesting. I would love to hear from you. Reach out to me. I'm on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter. You can find me G Firemark or Gordon Firemark on most of those services. And so this episode is um, is interesting. Now, if you if you were watching me on the video, the Facebook Live or on YouTube, you know that I um well you know <laughs> well, I'm going to put it as bluntly as I can. I'm a fat guy. I am 55 years old, and I have been fat since childhood. I went on my first official diet when I was in the sixth grade, 11 years old. So for the last 44 years plus, I've been overweight, fat. I didn't really do uh, the, the, that diet back then. Didn't really do much for me except to undermine my self esteem and my belief that I could lose weight on a diet. So there it is. Now I am fat. I'm overweight. I'm, but I'm not you know, hugely flabby. Uh, I'm strong. I'm, I'm built with a big frame and so on. I've got a belly, a barrel shaped torso, but like I said, I carry it on a large frame. So it doesn't, you know, I, I, I make an okay impression. I think when I walk into a room, but still I, I'm a fat guy. I, I do. I make poor choices about food sometimes, but mainly it's that I don't get much exercise. Certainly not enough to burn off the excess that I carry around and that I consume. I actually, I'll say it. I hate exercise. Now, that's really a belief more than real feeling about it. And I think that comes from, among other things, some bad experiences I had with sports as a kid. So I just don't like sports. I had a, a coach who was terrible for a soccer team, and I ended up dropping off the team. And and I just never got back into other you know sports and things in school or anything else. I just don't like sports, even to watch as a spectator. And I just don't have any sort of competitive instinct or, 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 or desire to, to win and to beat the other guy, you know, just, that's just not me. I've just never liked it. Not, not athletics, not, um, in, in my career, not in my school, you know, it, it just, 
competing never was important or never mattered to me and not even competing against myself. I, I just, it, it just isn't for me. And for me, exercise isn't fun and it, it, it's, it's boring. Now, all of this, are, these are beliefs, not, not necessarily, you know, truths that I have to expound. You know, I have other excuses, also limiting beliefs that I use to explain my, my lack of or reluctance to exercise. I have, uh, bad knees and a bad back. Now, ironically, <laughs> I know this. If I exercised, I would strengthen the muscle groups that support my back and my knees and, and my hips and things. And they probably wouldn't be as bad as I say they are. So it's sort of a, a catch-22 um, uh, convoluted twisted logic that's there. I also say I don't have time. Uh, but th this one I can disprove easily. Uh, lots of successful people, highly successful people, lawyers, entrepreneurs, educators, coaches, people who do the same things that I do, they find they make the time for exercise and fitness because they take it seriously and view it as important. And the, the reality of it is that exercise doesn't really take that much time. You know, um, it, it just doesn't. We're talking about relatively small chunks of time in order to make some, you know, really big changes over time, like I've said in, in other episodes recently. So another exercise, uh, another excuse that I use is that it's too hot where I live. I live in, in the high desert outside of Los Angeles, and it does get really, really hot here. But, you know, I could exercise in the evenings or at night. I could get up early in the morning before it gets hot. I could exercise indoors where there's air conditioning. I can do lots of things. So that's just another lame excuse that I use just to avoid doing something I don't want to do. And then, of course, here's a big excuse. Pandemic, yo, <laughs> I can't go to the gym because it's either not open or it's not safe. And, you know, the truth is I have a membership at our local YMCA, which is the gym that I've used. And even when I could go, I rarely went. I didn't use the gym the way some people use the gym, even though I always felt pretty good after working out. I just It was never enough of a good feeling to keep me coming back over and over again. So starting today, this is going to change. I am changing my attitude about exercise and fitness, and I'm inviting you to go along on this journey with me and change your attitude as well. I'm setting an intention that as of now, I have a new, more positive, more beneficial attitude about exercise and fitness. So here's what I am telling myself and you. I hope this will help you. It'll help us all be a little bit healthier, a little bit stronger, and able to achieve a little bit more, better, faster. Isn't it funny that I said I'm not one to be competitive, and here I have a podcast and coaching devoted to achieving more, better, faster. But that's about achieving for our own personal uh, reward, not, I guess not, as a matter of competing. Anyway, so here's what I'm telling myself, and, and I hope you'll take this on board too. This all starts with love. When you love someone, you want to take care of them, right? If you saw someone you love in danger, would you take action to help? Of course you would. And if, if the people around you, people you care about, they look, let's face it, they need you. They need you to be around. They need you to be healthy so you're not a burden on them. Nobody wants to be a burden, right? So the loving thing is not to be a burden on them. It's to take better care of self so you do that. And they need you to set a good example. Your children, those people around you need to see you as a good example. And that's how I'm taking this. I have not, to date, been setting a good example when it comes to my personal health, my fitness, and so on. So I ask you, if someone you care about 
needs to take better care of themselves. You're, you're going to do what you can to help them. Yes. I mean, you're not going to nag them and pester them and you may not even say anything, but you you'll support them. You'll encourage them, right? Well, I'm going to ask you this. Do you love yourself? Now, if you don't, if you don't feel that you are an important person worth taking care of, then this is a, a bigger situation. We have to love ourselves. If you don't have that sense of caring for yourself, of loving yourself, and I'm not talking about self-esteem. I'm talking about actual genuine, um, you know, well, love, uh, you know, caring for what happens to you. If you were totally disinterested, you don't care if you're a risk taker. I, I, I would encourage, you know, see, seek some professional help to get to a place where you can feel love for yourself because that's important. Nobody else can love you fully unless you love yourself. So there's that now. So if you don't feel that get, get, get to a place where you can do what you have to. But if you, if you do love yourself, you've got to prove it every day. Loving yourself means looking after your health, all of it, all aspects of your body, your mind, your spirit, your energy, in your work, in your play, in your relationships, all of it, you have to take care of yourself. You have to look after yourself just the way you would for your children, your spouse, your parents, siblings, your clients, customers, whatever. You have to take care of yourself the way you would take care of others or better. That means keeping the machine running smoothly, eating well, exercising, caring for your spiritual needs, meditating, prayer, devotional reading, whatever it is that serves you spiritually and energetically. It may mean setting up routines where you turn on that exciting, energizing music in the morning or, or whatever you do. So I am reframing some of my excuses, the too tired excuse. It's just not true. If you live in a cave, if you're, if you're back in caveman times and you lived in a cave and you got to the end of your day and you've been out hunting or gathering your food and you're tired and you're worn out, but you show up at your, at your cave and, Oh crap, there's a saber toothed tire look a tiger looking to eat you. And you know, would you just say, I'm too tired? No, you'd run even though you're tired right? You would run because your life depends on it because you would be afraid of what could happen if you don't take care of yourself by running away or fighting, but mostly it's running away. So you have to push past that feeling of being too tired. You have untapped reserves. We all know that you can do it. So make the choice, take care of yourself. Guess what? Even though you are not in imminent danger of being eaten by a carnivorous apex predator, your life, or at least the length and quality of your life, does depend on you moving, taking action. You should be afraid of being sick, of being a burden on your family, of being dead. <laughs> you should and can find the energy for a bit of exercise. After all, we are talking about, what, as little as 20 minutes to take a walk or go for a run or hit the treadmill or the rowing machine or swim or go for a hike, whatever. You may find that you end up going for more once you get started. So just get started. Work out even just a little bit. Go for that walk, run, bike ride, whatever. Take your dog out for a walk or your partner. Make it a romantic connection time. There's no reason I can't do double duty, right? 
So reframe, I'm too tired into I have to, I, I'm going to do this because I care about myself. I'm, I'm doing this even though I'm tired because it's necessary for my survival. Because it is. Now, reframing the I hate exercise belief that I expressed earlier, that also not true. There are kinds of exercise that I've tried that I certainly didn't care for. <laughs> so don't do a form of exercise just because your friends, your your colleagues do or they say it's great or it's, you know, it's the best way or whatever. Find and, you know, try different forms of exercise and find the ones that you do like. Make it a journey. Make it a, an adventure. Experiment. You might find you love rock climbing or surfing or, or um, uh, you know, I don't know, golf or whatever. Find that exercise that you do like. There are lots and lots of activities out there that will get you moving, get your heart rate up, a little sweat going, get you doing something. Frisbee golf or, or maybe it's just running. Who knows? Find the things that you like and find some variety. Maybe it, it doesn't always have to be the same exercise. Lift weights one day, get some cardio in another, you know, those kinds of things. So spice things up. Variety is, after all, the spice of life. Now, I also said, well, it's boring. It's not fun. Well, it doesn't have to be boring. You don't like going to the gym? Try working out at home or working out outdoors. Hiking, running, biking, rowing, swimming, these don't require a gym, and they are all great exercise. Maybe it's taking a taekwondo class or, or studying jujitsu or, or, I don't know, tai chi, you know, which is that very low-impact um, slow moving energy, you know, that yoga, right? The, all of these things can be done, you know, either at a studio or at home. You can do, you know, look, follow YouTube, do, do yoga videos on YouTube. My daughter does yoga videos on YouTube. Um, the same thing applies to the other excuse or belief is I don't have money for a gym. Once again, you don't need a gym. Who says you do? All right. So a few other tips I want to share, um, get a buddy to exercise with for fun and for accountability, right? Having that person who's expecting you to show up makes a difference. Having that person who's asking you, hey, did you work out today? It makes a difference. Try gamifying things. You know, I said earlier, I'm not a competitive type, but, you know, having a tracker, an app on my phone, on my Apple Watch, allows you to set some achievable, but challenging goals and then you can track your progress and you can celebrate your achievements. Now one tip I do want to say here is you shouldn't overdo this, all right? If you are not in great health, which I'm not, talk to a doctor before you embark on any major new changes. If there's something, you know, if you have a a, a problem with your back or your neck, maybe you want to make sure that the exercises that you do opt into doing are safe and healthy for that condition. You don't want to make things worse. Listen to your body because it will tell you, hey, that's enough. If you're listening and in the moment, don't push too far past your limits at any one given time. Yes, you want to push the limit so that the limit moves and you expand your your flexibility and stamina and those kinds of things. But don't overdo it at any one time. We're talking about making a lifestyle change here. So you don't want to do something the first time out that's going to make it 
two months of healing before you can go back and do it, right? Small incremental adjustments to the workout, to the exercise, and so on will lead to big changes over time. Your improvements will not, in most instances, be visible overnight, right? The point is, set a goal and track it over time. Make sure you're doing the activity. This is true of any goal, of any uh, achievement you're trying to accomplish. You will accomplish more, better, faster by setting those small goals and sticking to the plan. Having actions every day, couple of days, week, whatever. So make that lifestyle change part of your more better, uh, plan, more better, faster action plan. So now let's talk about the accountability. Now, I said earlier, have a buddy and accountability partner, but also make your goal. Set it for 90 days. What are you going to do for the next 90 days to improve on the exercise front? Now, mine is to exercise for at least 20 minutes, four times per week for the next 90 days, 12 weeks. Do the math. 12 weeks, 20 minutes times four, right? <laughs> so that's, what is that? Uh, that's almost a, th- well, it's, ni- I want to say 9,600 minutes of exercise over the next 90 days. Three times 20 is 60 times 12. I'm sorry, it's 12 hours worth of, of exercise over the next 90 days. That doesn't seem like that much, but I'm going to be using my Apple watch to track it and, and you know, one step at a time. For starters, I'm going to exercise four times this week. And I'm going to celebrate and reward myself for doing so. I've had my eye on a pair of the new AirPods Pro from Apple, which will make my workouts much more enjoyable too. So I'm going to treat myself to that pair of AirPods Pro. It's, you know, it's a couple of hundred dollar pair of earbuds. I've got other earbuds that are you know super cheap that work fine but they're just not as nice as the AirPods Pro. So I'm going to get those when I have had my fourth workout this week. So today's Tuesday. <laughs> so probably, yeah, by, by next Tuesday, I'll be making a trip over to the Apple Store or to Costco or ordering online or something and getting that pair of, of earbud uh, AirPods Pro for myself. So that's going to be my celebration. Those kinds of, well, that's not a little one that, that feels like kind of a big one, but it's also the first week out. So I'm going to reinforce the positive behavior with something that makes me feel good and makes the exercising easier going forward. And then I'm every, you know, I'm going to try to reward myself periodically with just little things to, you know, give myself positive feedback, that positive reinforcement so that I'm doing more and sticking with it. So I'm going to ask you this, make your own goal. If you're on board, join me for this little adventure, write out your goal. What are you going to do in the next 90 days? And then break that down into action steps over the each week for the next 12 weeks and go public with it, post on Facebook or something, or, and share it with a buddy who's going to keep you on track. Find that accountability partner. If you don't have anybody you trust, and by the way, the accountability partner should not be uh, someone who's close enough to you that them 
reminding and bugging you about it and so on could jeopardize a personal relationship. I mean, obviously you want it to be a friend, you know, someone who cares about you and is friendly, but a spouse or a child is probably not the right person for the accountability in this instance. You want somebody who's going to not be afraid to give you a little shove and, and push you. And uh, maybe that is your spouse. But anyway, share it with a buddy who will keep you on track. And if you don't feel you have someone that you can count on to do that, drop a comment in the show notes for this episode at morebetterfaster.media or DM me on Instagram. It's at Gordon Firemark or on any of the social media, really. And I'll try to get in there and hold you a little accountable. Let me know what your goal is, both for the 90 days and, and the week to week. And, uh, and then go out and do it. Get a little exercise. I will be back next week and, and we'll be talking next week about healthy eating, which is another one of my areas where, you know, the kryptonite, <laughs> tasty food is my kryptonite, as they say. And, uh, and we'll talk about that. And then the following week, we'll get into the mental health side of things and we'll talk about spirituality in another area. And then, uh, and then at the end of, uh, September, we'll sort of wrap it all up and then I'll plan on continuing the accountability in the form of monthly reporting. That'll be the last weekend of each, uh, last episode of each month. I will do my accountability and I'll maybe I'll ask you to, you know, tell me your wins and we'll celebrate them a little bit. So that's it for this episode of more, better, faster. I'm Gordon Firemark and I thank you for being here and uh, go out and get some exercise this week. Season. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.